You're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. They're here to make you come on a journey with them as they indulge you in all of your naughtiest thoughts while navigating sex with nonchalance. And a whole lot of Crisco, of course. Sup? (laughs) We've been MIA for a bit. We have a couple episodes here and there sprinkled throughout, but we're back with a vengeance and we're here to promise you we're going to at least maybe make your genitals twitch. We don't know. But definitely. definitely. Welcome back, everybody. And we're sorry for um, being off the air for so long. You know, life happens and fuck that. We don't have to apologize. You guys get it. It's fucking pandemic out there. Hopefully everybody is happy and safe. Yes, please. Um, and if you're not either or one of the two, we hope that you get to a place where you can be soon. Uh, we're sending our love to anybody that lost loved ones recently. Just don't want to start on a dark note, but I feel like we have to say that because I've, you know, there's Absolutely. at least a lot of listeners I know that have definitely lost loved ones. So yeah. um, our hearts go to you. Why be like the president and ignore that over 220,000 people are dead? Right, exactly. Like, let's not ignore the everything in the room essentially going on. But not to dwell on that, let's get down to business. What is our business this week? <laughs> well, actually, that kind of, you know, like, hey, so, I mean, fair. You know, the business is, is, you know, I've been bummed out. I know you've been up and down. Like, everybody I know. Oh, uh, you know that? How would you feel? <laughs> <laughs> People... uh, A.K.A. one of two and a half recipients of my boot swings. <laughs> <laughs> this is my public apology we have a, i had a private one earlier this is my public apology uh that you have to be my friend during my madness but on top of like two periods a month which i keep telling everybody about because i'm because i have to because i'm a moody hey, bitch and i'm like i'm so sorry but yeah so uh that's that's yeah that's, that's your reality pandemic bro. in two periods is not a fun souffle so Yes. I know we're all miserable. So yeah, we're all kind of miserable. A little, like we all been hit by a truck. Like something has happened in the world that people haven't experienced, you know, in general before. Unless you were alive for that last major wave pandemic, you know, it's it's kind of like what I've noticed is people that I knew that were like always so happy and excited and whatever like they can't pull it off anymore the way they used to and i'm like wow even the strongest of who i knew as far as like being upbeat it's like now starting to show like some wear and tear and and that being said like the number one thing i hear everybody saying they're they're a little bit lonely and they're a little bit feeling isolated especially a lot of people that live alone and by themselves like absolutely i can't (laughs) imagine living alone like I'll complain about having too much stimulation, which is something we could talk about after the loneliness piece. Um, But I understood. I I know what it's like to live alone. And I felt lonely even before or without, I should say, a pandemic. So I can't imagine that feeling of isolation and loneliness during one having known what that felt like just to be alone in regular times. So, I mean, you know, I always say, like, if anybody ever needs anything, hit me up. But like. I also, like, I can't promise that I, like, I can always get back to everyone because my DMs are always exploding. But I, I hope that if anybody's ever that lonely, you know, do reach out at least to one of the two of us because, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing worse than feeling like you're not, you don't have anybody that wants to listen. And, you know, we, I, 
we're here to listen always, you know what I mean? Well, at some point, you know, we'll get back to you and, you know, we're here to at least open that DM and, and be there for you. So like, mm-hmm. should, should I not offer that? I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I offered that on your behalf. Even if I don't have like the capacity for lack of better terminology at the moment, right. I will always tell you who I think can help you, you know, and, and if you can bear with me, I will always check back in, you know? Right. Absolutely. I mean, mean, that's what I mean. Even if you just need someone to listen, you know, and that's simple enough. And that's something I, at least I can always try to, you know, I might miss it, but like bump that message. If you're not getting a response from me, I need to see like SOS me if you need to, just cause like, I don't want anybody to ever feel like they don't have a place. And if, like you said, if, if I can't handle the conversation, I'll definitely let you know. And I'll let you know sort of what to maybe do instead or a resource you could reach out to, yeah. um, you know, because sometimes there are things like we can't handle in our inbox and that's yeah. also something that's okay too, you know? And like, you know, my partner always like has said like, what is sometimes all you need is to know that there's like one person that cares about you. Like Absolutely. That's- that is gonna think of you and that's you know even if they can't like give their all to be there and like you know that's what i try to do if i if i if i'm in my own shit you know i care about you but i gotta check back in later like right right you know what you know unless we're in emergency because you know we got to be honest with each other too because because then people don't feel as alone they say hey you know what i'm recognizing we're going through a common struggle right now and what's more powerful and you know solidarity provoking than that how often do we all get to experience something at once you know we need to take advantage of that on some level for our own good for our own like strength and compassion and all those things that we are going to need to have right through the next several fucking years and decades Right. And, and to talk about the other side of it, if you are overstimulated, that's okay too. And you're allowed to tell Absolutely. your friends or people reaching out to you, hey, I don't have. And so, like, for example, I have been very bad at like reaching out in the last few weeks and months, especially um, just because like I work on my phone, for example. And not to say, I, you know, I, I need to come up with excuses. I know my friends understand, but like I've been not as good as my normal like touching base with. I'm more of being a recipient of. Uh, and it's because I'm working on my phone a lot. So it's almost like I get that anxiety of if I start a new convo, how long more am I going to be on my phone on these little right. breaks? I'd like to put it down because right. the blue screen effect. all that. So it's just like, right. you know, we all have these things going on, right? Whether we're working yeah. on the computer all day or we have kids to tend to or we have a partner that's sick or we have something going on in our lives. There's right. all of those things combined. So sometimes there's this overstimulation of not having those moments to ourselves. It's okay to take that time for yourself and and be honest about it. And like, I wasn't doing a good job, for example, of articulating that. And I was like letting myself get paranoid that people didn't want me around because I was making myself less available when it's like, you're doing this to yourself, Alicia, calm down, you know? But it takes sometimes a moment of stepping back and realizing it because we get in our heads, we get paranoid, we feel left out, we feel like people are forgetting about us. Or we feel overstimulated, you know, there's all these different things, like there's all these, like we're sitting on our phones all day too, and we're watching all, you know, other people live their lives differently. And so there's all these contributing factors to different anxieties and like, just know that you're not alone. And if you feel those things, it's okay. And it's okay to be honest with yourself and the people around you, you know, and sometimes it's okay to not even know what is 
going on with you, but find that way to either find a resource to articulate that to, or or be able to try to find a way to articulate it and, or reach out to somebody that, you know, is trusted that, you know, is a safe space for you to be able to say, Hey, I don't know what's going on, but I'm feeling off and I'd like somebody to just talk to about it. Yeah. We all have to be there to like appreciate and understand that level of honesty too. Right. Like that's where the compassion comes in. You know, Mm -hmm. I always, I always tell my movement friends, I don't know how you think you're going to be there for anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself. Of course, you have to put your oxygen mask on first. You you have to. And I always say, like, look, look, think of how much more strength you'll have for the movement if you take care of yourself, you know? And and that's hard because sometimes taking care of yourself means, like, a small sabbatical. And I get it. Movements are fast and, and we are in rough times. But if the movement kills you, you're not there <laughs> to help. Exactly. You know, so you know, I don't think any of us wanna wanna be there, especially these days when there's a lot of work to do. Don't be ashamed to take care of yourself and take that tap out time. Absolutely. Definitely, you know. Yeah. And, and if you're not sure about resources and you need help finding some, like let us know. You know, there might be something that we could maybe tweet out and help others with too, that we absolutely. if we realize there's things people are looking for that they can't find on their own for example you know i just i i want people to understand it's okay and it's like you said like don't have any shame in however you're feeling right now because it's valid you're valid and it's okay to work through something it's okay to have those moments where like i don't know if i acted the way i want i you know this is less than a desirable you know behavior it's okay to identify that and say i'm going to change for the better and make tomorrow better because i'm worth it and if i help myself feel better i'm going to make the world around me feel better too you know yeah absolutely absolutely i'm yabbling on about my own stuff but it's you know i feel like it's somewhat relatable on some level i'm sure so yeah no definitely definitely and you know it's it's a time like that we all have to like I think if we're going to keep our mental health well, we, we do have to definitely try to be social and talk to one another. You know, isolation can snag you really fast, you know. Yeah, for sure. I've seen it happen. And, you know, I, you know, not saying, not to contradict what we were just saying, but, like, you know, be careful not to isolate it's two too sides much. of the coin, exactly. 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 Yeah, the, the, the days that you want to be alone the most usually are the days when you shouldn't be, is what I find, or at least for my own personal, you know, for my own personal experience. It's those days where I actually have to be like, get your ass out of bed, do your little workout, put your jeans on, work, you know, shower, obviously I'm not that stanky, <laughs> put your jeans on and get the fuck out of your bedroom because... Or even if it's just get up, brush your teeth and fucking put some deodorant on, bitch. It's whatever yeah. I have to tell myself to do to like start my day and tell myself I'm worth having a good day and having a successful day even if it just means my success is that I put a fresh t-shirt on you know like all those things are valid even to the opposite side you know wake you know what's that rise and grind shit okay fine that's also valid you know whatever it is that's getting you through these times is totally cool absolutely and and again and with that you know I I always you know periodically reiterate that this but like you know, we are, you know, trying to grow our, our, our world and our operations over here. And so, like, you know, if you're finding yourself 
you know, needing some distraction and wanting to be a part of something with some pretty like cool, kinky minded, <laughs> open individuals, like hit us up. Cause we, 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 we got shit that, you know, we're trying to do to support, you know, family. And, uh, you know, we have a little family here and we're always looking to grow it. And, you know, you, you know how to get in touch with us. So, you know, in these times, if you want to be connected to something, I can't always promise compensation, but I can promise a good time. Um, so (laughs) please, please reach out. You know, there's always something for somebody, you know, we try to play. Oh, for sure. We have plenty of work for people to do. So, you know. Don't be shy. If you don't think your skill set applies to what we do, I promise you it does. <laughs> so Absolutely. Don't be afraid. Um, you know, maybe be, you know, a little turned on, but don't be afraid. <laughs> we are a sex podcast after all. What the fuck? Of course. <laughs> Speaking of major milestone for myself, not to switch gears, but we're switching gears. I- <laughs> I used a butt plug for the first time ever the other day. Oh, yes! Not to plug yourself, but to plug yourself. To I guess. Plug myself. Yeah, I know, right? I'm advertising myself again. No, um, yeah, it was my, one of my doms sent it to me in the mail and with lube. And I was like, oh, boy, what am I gotten myself into again? And um, no, it was not, I mean, it was little. So I was like, I could probably go a size up, but it was like enjoyable. I enjoyed it. I had a good yeah. time. I mean, it was like the, because I feel like because it was so like naughty and I hadn't had any kind of anal like penetration in so long, it was like extra like woo. But like, I don't know. Is there like, anything I, about the sensation that you enjoyed? Uh, nah, yes, a little bit, but like okay. I understand why a P spot would make it more. Oh, uh, entertaining. So, yeah. so I'll tell you this. I find with guys, there's two things. They, one of two things or both things that they like about anal. Either like deep and hitting that P spot or like the actual expansion. So like. Oh, for, see, like I'm like, not a big expansion person, but okay. I did. So I understand that why I would like it more if I liked that. Because uh, I do. I know people with uteruses like it. But the Fair. my point being that like it just I don't know, I guess. I maybe if it I think I would like I, from what I remember from the few times I had anal back in the, my back in, back in the <laughs> old days it was like literally a decade ago so let's be honest I mean I like did it one other time probably Dang. like six oh. years ago or five seven I don't even know anyway so when I was dabbling with anal um I did like like the pain of it I should say so I guess because the size wasn't big enough that there was just like like I think if it was a little bit bigger I would have enjoyed it more in that way like more of the sensation of like I guess I guess maybe more yeah expansion yeah pain I don't know that is the part that I always liked about it so I'm assuming if I were to get one a little bit bigger it would have been even cooler but yeah the one thing I'll say is taking that out I did not enjoy that was not Uh, an experience Ow. I can offer some tips on that, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what I was supposed to do, but I was like, it's not happening. You really so. have to lube. You really have to lube the assets like on the way out, like slowly, and keep like like lubing, and it'll come out nice. See, I think it was because I was like, oh, it's small. Like I what didn't mm-hmm. have to put as much effort into, it. and then I yeah. 
Can I ask, like, <laughs> how, how was the lube? Like, do you, what kind of lube did you... It like? was just, like, a standard, like, water-based Adam and Eve, okay. you know, whatever. It was good. Okay. It wasn't... Was that, it wasn't specifically an anal lube? No. It was okay. just water-based. Well, I'm always asking about, like, lube people use on the butt, because... I'll be- say this. If I were to, like, whenever I did anal, I didn't like lube because I didn't like the way it felt. It, like, okay. gave me, like, a cold kind of sensation that I didn't enjoy. So I used spit a lot more. Okay. Um, but okay. I feel like with, a, with like, a toy and or with a butt plug, like, I'm okay with the, that lubricant. It was fine. You know? That's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Wow. Yeah, so that was, uh, you know, cool. nice. first butt plug you can... Uh, I was gonna say you could buy it on. No, that's not a video. That was a custom. I didn't make a video of that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next time I get my hotel room, we'll see if I get saucy on cam. Nice. Any any big milestones in your achievements Uh, (laughs) lately? I'm always well. Yeah, I mean, like I'm definitely so I can like fucking plug myself with a plug now like wow that's not that i'm surprised but also kind of surprised because you've definitely (laughs) you've always been on the or not always but like you always were in my head on the giving end more than the receiving end so knowing that is like i'm proud of you good job yeah but i feel like i've always like I know the like power and joy that can be had in anal sex, and like right. it's never been like a masculinity thing with me. It's been more of like um, situational, no. I guess. Of course, of course. <laughs> like I've always advertised as a full versatile. Like you know, I haven't always like netted a full versatile in my romance net, but like that's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? I just I understand why you attract just out of for lack of a better way for people to understand what we're saying it just yeah. bottoms like i understand yeah. why you attract bottoms just your height alone gives off a very <laughs> no dominant doubt. masculine vibe actually, like not to don't. not to say that there's anything associated with height but i'm just saying like i understand the correlation of even just your physicality why that's just something that's attracted to you. So like, I understand that you have to find the right person to be able to be that switch with. Cause I'm the same way. I, I'm a, you know, by nature sub, but if I find the right person, you know, mama Dom kicks in, hell fucking yeah. Well, and you know what, that's, that's interesting. Cause like, I have like my, um, my kind of perspective of like this whole topic. I mean, we've totally talked about it in the past, but now I'm like, now I'm just like doubling down on it. Like everything about top and bottom culture for the most part, barring some medical condition, <laughs> feels like it's a masculinities issue. It's a power issue, it's a perception issue, it's a construct issue. Because it like over like over time, it does seem the more people you talk to, and yes, I'll admit this is anecdotal, but you know, <laughs> I think when we talk to our fucking friends and you hear how much goes on, like oh yeah, like I can never top a person taller than me or I could never top somebody older than me. So right, we have right. ages and we have, or I could never top a black guy. I mean, like, it, I mean, people are comfortable saying all of these fucking oh, Jesus. things. Jesus. Like a conversation. Like, it's like, okay, so we have a bunch of social constructs 
about penetration that seem to all kind of sort of revolve around concepts of masculinity, right? Like, you know, being older, more mature male, like, but like on some level, meaning that's you're more male, you're more experienced male, you've got masculinity down more, you're more comfortable in it, whatever. Right, you know, not, right. not that you're freer of it, God forbid, but like, oh, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, in, in my head, like, these things are. When we're talking some level of liberation nowadays, we have to be talking about liberation from these social constructs of fucking Agreed. identity because they are doing fuck fuck like the social like community a fucking disservice. They're doing fucking sex a disservice. Honestly, and around- I 100% agree with you. And because I'm in the porn world, it's becoming more and more and more of an issue for me that I'm seeing in like this. Mm-hmm. Like this queen of spades shit. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't understand why this is like, it's one thing to tag your video as interracial because it's interracial. It's another thing to be like, I specifically am sexualizing. I just don't, I'm sorry. I'm very, very uncomfortable with the idea of all of these different things. Like that they try to emulate in their real sex lives. Like the, I'm sorry, yes, but thank you. It just, it's it's what it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just giving off, like, this, I thought we were done with this shit, is my point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're it's sending right. so many fucked up messages into the world on these ways where it's like, well, how the fuck are we supposed to fight this shit in the streets, but, like, be okay right. with it in the sheets? I'm sorry. Right. Like, there's a line we have to draw. So we this need is... to have some fucking morals on this shit, you know? Right. So this sorry. is why, like, I keep hitting this, like, trying to hit at this, why approaching some of our, like, stuff in as far as, like, men- mental, spiritual, like, kind of health and, and sexual health in our community is coming from a point of pleasure activism, right? If we are taking ourselves further away from the kind of stuff that, like, shames us and disempowers us, but how do we do that? Where is our queer sex education? Where is our um, kind of, like, queer solidarity in, like, actual social problems that our community may face as far as income, as far as, uh, you know, uh, housing stability, all, all of these kind of things, because those things are not breeding any kind of level of health. And so where does the agenda for what gets talked about and worked on in our community come from, right? Like, we can sit and talk about, like, oh, we've got marriage equality. Yes, I know I fucking harp on these things all the time. We've got adoption. We've got these kind of, like, certain things. But when we're talking about what the community needs, where is this like kind of like collective idea of what they need coming from? Like, how are we understanding that maybe a thing that may be high on your priority list may not be high on our trans brothers and sisters priority list? And then, so if you're a multi-million dollar endowed nonprofit of some sorts that has like this huge budget to throw around, how is it being decided that what speaks for the needs of our community and where that money is going to because i still see homeless trans everywhere in new york city like so that seems like an immediate problem for our community when you have them hanging outside a i won't name and shame but like a a very well-known queer community center in New York City. (laughs) Like, that seems to be failing somebody somewhere. So 
how do we get away from these things like that masculinity issues when when who gets to like learn and understand these things people who are you know privileged enough to get access to some education and learn about intersectionality and sociology and class divisions and whatever versus wow, that's like, such a good point that like i didn't think you were gonna actually get to and like that's i wow yeah like those are things that like so even sometimes i forget about like the privilege that goes into being able to learn about those things. Absolutely. Well, Sorry to interrupt you, but just no, to but it, that point, you know? But that's where the power comes in, right? If, if people have the power to keep that information from you without you paying to get that information. Of course, exactly. <laughs> that is, and that I have is the one way they're controlling you. I have the privilege of sitting here saying that and not understanding that that's obviously, duh, like, no shit. Like, of course I understand privilege, but like, you have to remember in every one of these aspects, and that includes the whole understanding and learning about certain layers of, you know what I mean? Where absolutely, like, because what are they just, keeping? We can't just write people off because we, you know, it, we need to use these as teachable moments because right. we now absolutely. can use our privilege to teach someone that didn't have access to that information before, right? Absolutely, absolutely, and I encourage every fucking brother and sister out there to be using whatever privilege they have in whatever areas of their life to spread that because that is where our power will lie always how do we teach one another to navigate this system with any modicum of health and happiness because it is not created equally for all of us and we don't all get access to that information and understanding and yeah. when we don't that is how we suffer and that is how they cause that suffering you know we when you look at pleasure right <laughs> how do we end up in abusive relationships and in these kind of things we are not told what kind of power we're entitled to with our bodies because that information is kept to, from us very purposefully absolutely in a system that somebody has to win, everybody gets subjugated eventually. So we need to be careful about how we decide what our community needs. And that conversation at the very least, like I hope everybody is starting to have, because if you wanna be free, like it has to start in the mind. If you still believe gender and, and orientation and these kind of things are, are organic, things that aren't being fed to us on some level, then like we've got to pass some more information. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, some of the current, you know, social movements and trans rights movements, I do think are incredibly important for us to understand that you do not get to top down decide who we get to be in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I was coughing. So, you know, these kind of these kind of things like, you know, this is how we get and figure out, I think, to get more in touch with like pleasure and free of, of that stuff that they use to actually keep us from happiness, you know, just like they're keeping you from a job, they're keeping your mind from trying to enjoy these other things because moralizing from the elite class, how they create laws, how they tell us what we're allowed to do, how to dress, how to be, how to speak, how to swear or not swear and when to, fuck. <laughs> 
it is seemingly endless. They are hell-bent on keeping you from pleasure. <laughs> absolutely. 100%. So, and I keep saying absolutely because I've been just such a great... I'm sitting here shaking my head, yes. Sometimes I wish we were a video podcast so people can see that I'm not <laughs> uh, like smoking my blunt and not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I mean, 100% agreeance with you. And, you know, I think that, you know, we have to always take into account our privilege and how we can use it to lift up the voices of the people that aren't heard around us and in any level and capacity. Give them a fucking microphone, even, which is what we're proposing to do over here. Remember to use your voice in those spaces where those people aren't present. This isn't just a performative thing. And sometimes I have to remember what it means to be perform. You know, there's a difference between using your platform to speak out and being performative. And I understand that sometimes it sort of looks the same. But I also don't think you need to, like, always keep score on things. But promise yourself you're going to do them, right? Like, okay, check in with your Black friends, sure. But also, when your Black friends aren't around and aren't, you know, paying attention, make sure that you do speak, or I'm, I'm saying black friends, I mean, every marginalized person in society, when you're not in a group that has people there, speak up for them. Don't let people say things like tranny, for example, the more that you are accountable for your own morals in terms of when you're not being watched by the people that would judge you for not speaking up. It's it's well, very that, important. Yeah. And it's something that we need to remember that it's the smallest thing that we can do that is being true ally and but also like fighting white supremacy on that scale of privilege again. You're privileged enough to be in a space that doesn't include, for example, anybody but able-bodied people maybe right. you're on a fifth floor walk-up for example you know what i mean just simple no, things no, no. that people don't Absolutely. think about take care of your isms leave your isms at the fucking door no well, ableism and, and just remember to, yeah exactly exactly remember to and and when things are happening or conversations are happening don't just dismiss them because there aren't people in the room keeping score that's the biggest thing is that these conversations get off of line and start to be in person because you can read as many things as you want but some people need to be spoken to they need that spoke and they need to be spoken to by a friend or a a person in their circle or an acquaintance that they look up to or respect or just simply are around sometimes it's hearing you know you say things in a a way i didn't realize i i meant just to be able to articulate better to the next group of people that maybe need to hear those things, you know? So these are all important. It's listening, but it's also speaking up for people when they're not there, because I think that's a huge thing that we forget as white people. We have the privilege of spaces that have said we don't have any marginalized people in it. That's ridiculous. So therefore, when you are in those spaces, do your part to make sure that there isn't anybody in those spaces that think that if you know, that it would, you know, they would change their dialogue if, say, there was a black or brown person. Right, right, right. Be real. Be real. Have some fucking integrity. (laughs) Exactly. Like, if you would, if you would speak about it, if you had a friend, if you would speak up against somebody, if you had a friend in the room that was keeping score, then do it when they're not. That's the biggest thing. And I, I just stress that because right now, sometimes all of our conversations are either online or the people we're interacting with directly right now, we're not seeing a ton of people. We'll do the work in those spaces. That's going to then bubble and, and, up to a huge mass 
more people rising up and feeling that sense of like I need to understand more I need to learn this and and do it in a couple just very like I feel like yeah be like don't be afraid to say you don't know something because like there's a lot of different ways of seeing the world and a lot of different perspectives by which people come from always be ready to listen like that absolutely you cannot the double down culture is fucking killing us (laughs) y'all like we can't be like having something and just like not listening like you've heard something i don't disagree that that's probably true how accurate it is varies by person (laughs) and i will say even in that realm there's a lot of different accuracies in the world (laughs) we're not taught a lot of ways to go through and understand those things especially not in the u.s education system another power information fucking moment there but like what we should be able to deduce and appreciate is that a lot of other people have heard something too and have a source of something too and think something too very strongly so let's listen and figure out if we can understand why they think that and maybe we can compare compare notes it's like it's check yourself you know just Mm -hmm. checks and balances it it helps me a lot sometimes you know people will reach out and be like i believe you look this way or you're giving off an image of for example Somebody didn't directly say it, but they said, you know, I think this looks performative. And I was like, I can understand that. And I respect that. And I'm going Mm -hmm. to change that behavior to to make sure that I don't offend anybody else. You know what I mean? But it's also okay to question it and say, well, why do you think that? So that way you actually understand. And you're not just like, oh, well, everybody hates me. You know, it's like, no, you just didn't do something the way that or you didn't do something, as people say on Twitter, like this ain't it. Okay, this ain't it. That's okay fix it, apologize, and don't do that again. It's okay to, like, I don't want to say it's okay to fuck up. There's certain things you can't fuck up, you know what I mean? Like, no, being racist is being racist. But if you are not understanding necessarily certain ways to go about how to help certain movements or how to join along or how to be a part of it and somebody calls you out, that's okay, too. Like, it's okay to embrace that moment as a a moment. Because I feel like a lot of people sit on their hands a lot, right? And We're probably speaking to the choir, so I don't know how many people we're going to activate from this conversation (laughs) to stand up and do more than they're already doing. Because I feel like most people are very activists that listen to this podcast. But, you know, I feel like a lot of people, if you are having any kind of like trepidation or nervousness about doing things, I fucked up and it's okay. Like we, it's okay to double or it's okay to double check, right? It's okay to, before you do something, double check, but don't keep that from doing what you think is your part yeah. it's because nine times out of ten you're you are doing the right thing well, as, and that, as, and, as long and as that, your morals are in check and you're doing it for the right reasons you know what right. I mean? and nothing proves a point more than you getting completely butt hurt when somebody criticizes your intentions so you know like <laughs> i mean you know i mean i think people get nervous about coming off wrong and i do like i tweet and delete all the time because i'm like oh this was so vague it could be like 80 people could think this sure. is about something yeah. that's totally not or a wrestling organization you know and like, oh, I, mean, we, but we, I also understand like i mean i have the choice to delete that so that it doesn't get misconstrued right yeah. so it's like just try to think of it and like again checks and balances i check yeah. myself whenever and when my friends check me i take that yeah. into account and i try not to like get upset 
with the fact that people are checking me because that's yeah. coming from a place of I mean, knowledge that I don't understand and I need to learn more about, right? Intersectionality is a learning experience. If you don't treat it that you should never assume you just have it. Like, I certainly don't. Like, that's not the way you learn in life. Like, it's, exactly. it's not going to help you feel good about yourself. <laughs> like, keep keep an open mind and always, always consider every conversation an opportunity to learn, you know? Like, we don't all have to agree with each other all the time, but we certainly shouldn't be invalidating each other. So, you know, like, be respectful, you know, but don't don't engage in, like, utter respectability of politics either, because sometimes to learn, sometimes somebody has to be offended you have to be honest if you fucking actually think that i do think you should say it and be ready to learn you know because you're probably gonna learn something (laughs) it's a beautiful thing i told somebody the other day you know what do you think the economic makeup of like the queer population is because you know if i look around at all of our media representations it would seem like we're pretty like well off <laughs> you know we 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 are with you know quote unquote without children you know and 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 we don't have we or if we have children we get to choose exactly when it can be very planned out and economically viable and all this stuff which will very well may be true for a subsection of the queer population but like i always like find it fun to say you know even amongst queer folks many think that not poor queer folks but actually even some poor queer folks think that like yeah i think i must be failing because most queer people are rich well it's still the it's the still the myth of the meritocracy in right well and 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 it's actually not that logical because if that's not true for the population at large why is it true for a subsection of the population? Of course, exactly. <laughs> there is no <laughs> subsection of a, 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 a thing that's not going to have like a better, you know, a, 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 like a sliver of that reflection of the larger population. And right. even more so for queer folk, because they are marginalized, they're often more uh, like overwhelming. And when they are poor, they're poorer than the average poor person as, than of America at large, you know? Exactly. So, that's that's important, you know, and that not that there's not different statistics for every other marginalized group compared to the population at large. There certainly is, but like we should know ours on some level, you know. Agreed. And and again, that's where the power thing comes in. If we all think that most queer people are rich and we're not, then we fucked up. Like we're not David Geffen, therefore we must be failing at life fuck you know and what does that do it disempowers us it makes us feel bad about ourselves it gives us shame shame is what is always going to fucking win out it's a good tool they've been using it for a long time so anyhow (laughs) i love when you get to your southern voice a little bit because it means like you're like really vibing on that topic you know like, <laughs> you just said shame a little you're like shame I'm like yeah get it get it my Maryland daddy <laughs> that, I know it is that decade <laughs> like, where, you know because you got them teenage puberty years where you soapbox about fucking everything you're like and my parents blah, 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 blah. and blah, blah, blah. I don't understand blah, 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 blah. Uh, oh 
yeah. no i totally no when i i 100 go there with my boys so. so i'm basically saying i'm still 17. <laughs> i'm with you i still my worcester accent flies out of my mouth. oh i love it when your worcester accent comes out it means like you're either like angry or you're preaching about something it's like awesome. <laughs> Yeah, or both at the same time. Or both at the same time. <laughs> so one thing before we wrap anything up is I do want to uh, give just a little teaser of we are coming out with um, a podcast network. We'll talk more about that probably a different time, but we're yes. coming out with a, another podcast through our network with our uh, one of our past guests, Cameron Ellen Jarrell. Be um, if you don't know her, Cam is a black trans woman wrestler living in Rochester, New York. Um, she's hilarious, she is very entertaining, also has a lot of stories that she yeah. needs to tell, and I'm excited to hear. And some of them are really sexy, too. Sexy, uh, important, deep, great yes. conversations. The whole she, goes back and forth between um there you know there's sometimes where you'll be listening and i'm like did she just throw in a whole entire joke into this extremely serious conversation and now i'm sitting here laughing while i'm also crying you know so it's um it's gonna be a great podcast i'm excited to listen to it that'll be out soon we'll give you more information when we have it as far as dates um but that will be sooner than later but keep an eye out on social media too because we're fucking spamming the fuck out of y'all soon so yeah we haven't spammed you enough um, and then another thing I wanted to advertise super quick is um, that Billy Dixon's Paris is Bumping, which is the first ever wrestling Kiki ball. So excited. Um, it premieres on, and if also Billy Dixon had been on our podcast in the past, definitely yes, listen did. to that episode because we discussed um, Paris is Bumping when it was originally planned, which was an in-person experience. Um, this is going to be something that is pre-taped that you're going to be able to watch on 1029. That's October 29th at 10 Eastern or 7 p.m. Pacific. And it's We're on at- um, IWTV. So you can go to IWTV.live to get it and or go to like Twitter at Indie Wrestling. You can find it both places. You can also follow Billy at um, at the Billy Dixon and or Paris is Bumping at Paris is Bumping on Twitter. So all those places you can get this information. We'll probably obviously link it here as well on the podcast site. Um, but that's going to be super cool. I'm so excited to see so many queer talent in wrestling represented in like this new innovative fun i I don't even know what the words are to describe it you really should (laughs) old podcast episode but um like just think of it as like what the fuck a wrestling kiki fucking amazing like already mind blown without even clicking play on the fucking um the preview you know what i mean so i'm super excited to watch it i hope everybody tunes in and billy dixon is also um i don't know when we're gonna get this episode out but billy dixon is also um raffling off the uh title for a really good cause right now so if you do listen to in time and you're interested in getting in on that definitely check him out on at the billy dixon but either way um definitely check this out it's gonna be so cool i'm like really i'm nerding out because i'm super excited and i'm so excited to see all the different talent in it it's gonna be really really freaking awesome so 
shout out to Billy and all of his hard work. Hey, Billy! Oh, yeah! Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, so those are my two things I just wanted to get out there. Do we have any more on the agenda? I know you made notes, I'm sure. I'm going to do, like, a quick little, quick little shout-out because I think, like, I, you know... I already want to push this because I spoke to some peeps over at Columbia's, let's see, community engagement arm here in the neighborhood. And they have a couple of interesting programs for people that are interested. And I do think that there is compensation. If you are HIV negative and not on PrEP, they are looking for people to be a part of their vaccine trials for HIV. Ooh, fuck. Wow. Yeah. Um, And they also have a branch doing something with COVID testing or COVID vaccine trials, but they've like mentioned like three drug companies and my brain shut off. So, um, (laughs) you know, I will supply some information, but basically um, it's if you uh, go to joinusnyc.org, the HIV vaccination study is being run by an organization called Mosaico. And I know they're looking for people, so of of all queer persuasions. So. That's amazing. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. So that's all I have for right now. But we're gonna try to get them. Um, they're interested in coming on the show, and so they were absolutely lovely, and we got some really awesome lube from them because um, yeah. like the, the 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 lube that they had at the table. So, <laughs> and so yeah, stay tuned for that. Awesome. I'll be reviewing the Louvre next show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that that's all we have for this week. Keep listening. Keep tuning in. Tell your friends about us. Uh, Also, past episodes and stuff. We have some good info out there. Yeah, I think so. I I think so. I think so. so. (laughs) (laughs) Stay safe, everybody. Stay happy and healthy. We love you all. And uh, make it kinky, for sure. Absolutely. Peace, love.